Welcome to the Life is Better With You Here podcast with Dr. Childs. Here, we want to help. And where there's help, there's hope. A short disclaimer, this podcast is not a replacement for therapy. If you feel you need treatment, we strongly suggest you visit your physician or go to withyouhere.org slash therapists for assistance finding a mental health provider. Our topic for today is New Year's resolutions with special guest, Dr. Kalisha Brown. Now, here's our host, Dr. Childs. Hi, and welcome to Life is Better with You Here podcast. I am your host, Dr. Shavana Childs. Today, our topic is going to be on New Year's resolution. But before we start, you know, I always like to do a mindful minute so that we can ground ourselves and be ready to take in this wonderful information we're gonna share about our new year. So find a comfortable position wherever you are and we'll get started. So I want you to think about sand, water, and warm weather. A favorite setting to imagine resting, relaxing, and closing your eyes. Take time to imagine resting and relaxing right now as you close your eyes imagine you're at the beach in a place of tropical beauty you are on a sandy beach standing peacefully you breathe in deeply and exhale fully. It is warm, and as you approach the water, you see that it is calm, clear, and shallow. You spot a small, colorful, tropical fish in the shallow water. Coming in to shore to rest where it is less turbulent Choosing a safer spot, this vibrant fish remains buoyant. Watch the fins moving gently in the water, keeping the fish at the same depth. The fish appears unconscious as if efforts to remain buoyant. Let this buoyancy linger in your mind until you feel as though you are light and floating yourself. Feeling light and buoyant, allow the sensation to carry you back here to the present and to your space. Will now awaken and open your eyes. Hopefully that has left you feeling grounded, has left you feeling relaxed, and you're in a place to receive these wonderful words we're going to share with you today about New Year's resolution. And I have with me today my co-host, Dr. Brooks. Welcome, Dr. Brooks, and thank you for being here. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? 
Absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. And hello, beautiful people. It's such an honor to share space with you all. And I definitely look forward to the conversation. So like Dr. Child said, I am Dr. Brooks. I am, when people ask me this question, I'm like, okay, yes, I'm a psychologist. I'm a mental health activist. But the most important thing is that I am truly a lover of people. Um, and that's where I ground myself and anchor myself. And even in the work that I do, that I love people. I love helping people, connecting with people, walking with people through their healing journey. Um, and as the psychologist and mental health activist, um, just, you know, learning to create a, a legacy of loving on people well. And as true as I can and as authentic as I can, I'll add that in. <laughs> Love it. Love your spirit. Love your flow, which is why we wanted you here. So we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions. And I know many of us set New Year's resolutions. I am not above the, the line. I set them to, I do not always make it. So that's why we're going to have this discussion today and how it impacts our mental health. But you guys know me, I like to throw in a little statistics just to give some education and some information and to kind of let us know we're not by ourselves when we set these resolutions and they don't necessarily go to plan. So I got these statistics from Statistica and they're 2002. 23% of us make resolutions about healthier lifestyles. Personal improvement and happiness, 21% of us will make those resolutions. 20% of us, which I thought it would be higher, make that dreaded resolution of how much weight we're going to lose. I make that one every year. I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to do this. I make it the resolution that is. I don't necessarily know if I, I reach my goals. Mm -hmm. um, career and job goals, 16%. Finances. Finances is always a big one for resolution. We want to get on a budget. We want to make sure our money is straight because money gets us what we need. We don't always manage our money well, so we make those resolutions to do better. 13% of the population does that. Improving our relationships. Our relationships are very important to us. 11% of us make resolutions to have improved relationships, whether that's with our loved ones, our parents, romantic relationships, coworkers. We all look to improve our relationships at some point. Then we have travel and moving. 9% of us make resolutions to travel more or to get a new home or to move to a different city. Um, exercising, only 7% of us make resolutions to exercise, which I think I kind of understand that on some level. Um, stopping smoking, only 5%. 2% um, for reducing drinking. And 4% of us just don't know what the resolution is going to be. And I'm okay with that. 3% don't make any resolutions. And part of me is okay with that too, because then there's no pressure about that. There's no pressure. So Dr. Brooks, when you think about making New Year's resolutions and how that goes for people, what, what comes to mind for you? If I'm honest, I have just thrown the whole idea of resolutions out the door. <laughs> if I'm really honest um okay I'll tell you what I do personally and what I have encouraged a lot of the people that I work with to do is to create intentions and not just wait for the new year and when I say intentions meaning um you can create an intention for any and everything and I love 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 to keep things simple I tell people that's my superpower and my gift 
is taking something something complex and bringing it back to something very, very simple. Um, and so when you talk about intentions, a lot of times we as individuals, we don't know what we really want, right? And you ask people, okay, so what's your New Year's resolutions? And like you said, well, you know, I want to eat better. I want to, mm-hmm. I want a better job. I want a new relationship. I want a new house. And I ask them, well, why? They're like, well, because, you know, I feel like it'll do X, Y, and Z. And I keep going, well, why? You know? And so I always encourage people, keep asking yourself the why, because then you'll get to the root of what you're really wanting and your intention will change or your resolution will change, you know? And so again, when we talk about an intention and going back to keeping things simple, I love to start with the number three, you know, finding three things that you want, you know, you have an intention to do today, right? Find three things you want to do this month, find three things you want to do in the next six months and then in the next year, right? So breaking down some of the larger things and creating them in bite-sized, simple intentions. It has been so profitable and productive and fruitful in my life and in the life of others. Mm -hmm. Though I just started that conversation off with, I encourage people to set, you know, intentions. And then the next question is, so what do those look like? You know, so I know I answered that first question and I didn't know if I, I, I didn't know I threw some extra stuff in there, but. No, I appreciate. And so we're of the same mindset. And so I kind of go into that, too. So you said a lot and we're going to talk more about exactly what you said. It was perfect information with perfect timing. Um, We do things in increments. Everything doesn't have to be all or nothing. And why do we wait to the new year to make resolutions? Resolutions can be made anytime. January sets off the calendar new year. But what about the new year in your life? Do you decide when a new year starts for you? It can start any time or any day, like Dr. Brooks was saying. And let's make goals that are specific, that you get to the why of why you're doing something. Let's make goals that are realistic, specific to us, that matter to us. Why do you want to make the change. If you're making the change because someone else wants you to make it, is it really a change you want? Does it benefit you or is it benefiting someone else? So no, I like what you said about that and going about that, asking yourself why that Socratic questioning until you get to the last thing. And that's the why getting to that point. And, and that is so true. Um, because it's, it's really a bigger conversation. And I think we need to change how we talk about change. Mm-hmm. About change because it's really setting people up to experience a, a lot of hopelessness. And as we know, with hopelessness comes a lot of emotional distress. Hence, even why this podcast exists, we want here, right? We want you here, we want you healthy, we want you happy, we want you whole. A lot of times the, the, the root of that is giving people hope enough hope to want to carry on to the next, you know, to yes. tomorrow, week in the next month. And so if you can constantly instill hope in people that will continually grow in them until they feel like, well, I have control over this. I know exactly what I want. I know exactly what I want to do. And even if I don't, I now have the tools and the systems to find that out. So I really love the idea of creating um, systems within people and helping them arrive, constantly arrive at some level of truth truth within themselves. And so going back 
to, um, again, a new year's intention. I believe that this current culture that we live in, it is conditioning us, you know, to not think for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Go for ourselves to not have any sense of values or morals or visions or even intentions. So a lot of times when we ask people those questions, well, why? It's like, well, let me go to an Instagram post that told me why. <laughs> or let me go back to that, you know, this that told me why. I love, you know, helping people get to their voice, their sense of truth. You know, and so we would do these series of exercises where just sit with that question. Sit with that question and tell me what comes up. I don't care how crazy or how insane it looks because what I'm trying to help people to do is to find your voice, your truth. You know, so when we talk about relationships, how do you want to experience your relationship? You know, what do you want your emotional self to feel, your physical self, your sense of joy in this relationship? What is it that you want you and your partner to do? What does that look like for you? Do you have a visual of that? Can you feel it and sense it, you know, within your whole being? What does that look like, feel like, sense like for you? When you talk about a new job, career, or even a business, what is that for you, right? And so I just sit there and we're going to sit here and we're going to see what comes up. And it's so, because the majority of the time, people have to get to that place of feeling really uncomfortable because they're like, uh, let, you can't use your phone. We're not going to go to a computer. We're not going to turn on the TV. Right. Get with your truth. What is that inner voice saying? You cannot call a friend. You cannot phone a friend (laughs) or mama or auntie or no. No, I want you to sit with your truth, get real with your voice. And then it's so interesting because certain things will start to float up and they're like, this sounds silly, but people may see a color. People may hear a song. Tell me about that song. What is that song for you? You know, I just love Stevie Wonder. I love, what does that bring for you? Okay, so that feeling that you're like, I want to experience that type of love in my relationship. So when something comes about and you're experiencing another person and you don't get that sense of, mm, that I know I want it or I need, I need mm-hmm. to question, right? When I go to a job, even if I'm making so much money, I can't seem to count, so, you know, does it give you that sense of satisfaction? Does it satisfy you? Do you have, right. You enjoy it, right? Mm-hmm. Just making money because they said that you're right. You money. I'm sorry, were you gonna say something? No, I you're speaking my language a total 110% listening to your inner voice, not the inner voices of other people, because what they want and you want may be two very different things. And being able to trust that you know what's best for you. And if you don't, being able to trust that you can figure it out. But starting by listening to yourself. Listen to your own inner voice. Ask yourself those hard questions. And I love when you said the people will say, well, that it might sound silly or I don't think it doesn't matter what it sounds like to other people. What do you want? Mm-hmm. That is so important to ask that question. And that's one of the main questions. Um, giving people assignments to say, and not the crazy assignments, oh my God, this is more work, but just write down one question. What is it that I want? What do I want? And whatever comes up, just start to to write things down. I tell people, just free write. Just write whatever you want to write. What comes up for you? And also to start doing some mirror work. I don't know if you do any of this with your clients, Dr. Child, some mirror work. Just get in the mirror. And I mean, look at yourself and talk to yourself. Love on yourself. Get excited about yourself. And for some of us, it's really, really challenging 
especially if we, again, have this conditioning, we have a lot of negative self-talk, we judge our bodies, we judge our person, we judge our lives, everything. It's that critical voice, you know, that's going on um, in the inside, on the inside. But being able to separate that voice from mm-hmm. your, right? And so just helping people walk through those, those moments when they have to truly separate all the conditioning of the world you know, their experiences and that voice that was created based on experiences versus what you really want and your truth. And I absolutely love when we get to a place in the work when a person comes alive and they're like, I'm good. you know, I got it. Even if you don't see it right now, I can keep mm-hmm. and I can sense it. And I'm like, okay, that, that thing that you're like, huh, I heard it. I'm sensing it. I'm feeling it. Let's grow that. Let's build on that. Let's create intentions around what that truth wants, right? Where that truth wants to go, how it wants to navigate the world, relationships, business, all of these things, even our, even, you know, our bodies and ourselves. And it's like, let's focus on that. So as we even have the conversation about as we go into this new year, I would encourage people to get with your truths. You know, that that be the thing that anchors you. You set root to it. You find your sources of water that you need to deep, dig deep down and, and find out what gives you life, what brings you joy, um, what's your sense of peace and passion and abundance and favor. Tap into that and let all the fruit that comes about spring from that place of your truth, but not everybody else's truth or what they want. Uh, again, you... We can just shut it down with that. I'm feeling all of that because somebody else's truth is not my truth. And we can't live based on somebody else's expectations. This is where unhappiness dwells is when we're living on somebody else's expectations. Your life is yours. And so everything that you're saying, and I hope it comes through for me. So I know it's coming through for others. There's empowerment there. There's power there. That's what this podcast is about. Life is better with you here. It's better with you here. We want to empower you. We want to give you alternate ways of thinking so that you can be the best version of yourself. And so when I think of New Year's resolutions, I automatically think of New Year, New You. Mm. Prioritizing you, making sure that you're the first thing you put on your list, whatever that looks like. And not necessarily waiting till the new year rolls around to do that. All right. You know, we wait for New Year's to, we make these resolutions to either stop something or start something. We're stopping something because it's not good for us. Whether it's a habit, a relationship, a job, whatever it is, we start something because we think it's going to make us better. We want to start better communication. We want to start better self-care. We want to start this new job. We can do that year round, anytime year. We do not have to wait till January 1st to start instituting these things. Mm. You could take every moment of every day to start being a better version of you. Right. That, that is so true. And I love what you said. Of course, like um, every year, you know, we have that new year, new you. Mm-hmm. The extra mm on it, you know, this year because... We can start every day. This is a new day. Every month, this is a new month. Every week, this is a new week. Like you said, we 
wait until the new year. Because culturally, again, that cultural thing says, hey, the new year is coming up. There's energy. There's a hype around it. And so it's on people's mind. But people forget we have a new day every day. We have a new week. We have a new month. Right. We have a new fiscal year. If you're in business, we have a new, you know, so many new things that you can take that same mindset and say, this is a whole new day. If I messed up yesterday or if I didn't get it right yesterday or something happened yesterday, I can create a whole new day living in my 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 new me, my new truth. And so that's why I say we can we can take something so complex and bring it back to a simple place. And it feels doable Mm -hmm. as I can start over today. I can do something new today and we stay in that day. Or if it's again for the beginning of the week, this is a new week, Mm -hmm. you know. Or even, you know, as they say in, um, I used to work in a 12, in a drug and alcohol facility and, you know, they go through the 12, the 12 step programming and um, they would always say it works if you work it, right? For the the different right. programs, they, if you can't do it a day at a time, sometimes do an hour at a time, a minute at a time, right? And so knowing what season you may be in to say, okay, you know, I'm not able to do all the things that I used to do, but in this moment, I can do this to just ground yourself so yeah. yes and I like that and you're right every day every minute every moment you can be in to be a better version use it because this is what we have absolutely I love that so you know we have excuses for why we don't do something why we can't do something negativity seeps into us like Dr. Brooks was saying tap into your whys Let's get to that place where we can keep asking those whys. Why? What's your purpose? Where's your power? What do you want to do? How do you want to get there? Because if we don't, it can take us into a negative place. And so in discussing that, you know, we think about New Year's resolutions and we kind of think, oh, well, they're kind of positive and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. The flip side of making New Year's resolution is sometimes we can struggle with depression and anxiety when you know what? There's statistics that say by mid-February, I think approximately 10% are failing at their resolutions because they were too broad, they were too big, they were so heavy, and they were unrealistic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then we're negative, we're feeling bad about ourselves, we're feeling guilty, we're feeling shame, we're putting ourselves in the doghouse. Um, Yeah, it says... Only approximately 10% of people keep them. Only 10. And that's by mid-February. Wow. Wow. So that can wreak havoc on your mood, particularly if we're already struggling with anxiety, depression, or any other mood disorder. If you've done something, you set a resolution that maybe was too lofty and you didn't make it because it was probably not realistic, your mood is going to take a bigger hit. Mm-hmm. Excellent, excellent point. Um, and that brings me to um, my next thing. As we talk about resolutions, intentions, um, living our new selves, our truths, I often use, you know, with my clients and with myself, I am the first partaker. So when I tell people like, hey, do this, just know I've done this in my own practice. Um, and I use a lot of analogies and a lot of acronyms. Mm-hmm that I use is the GPS, you know, and the literal GPS, but also the analogy of what a GPS is. So imagine putting a, 
an address and your GPS, right? Put your address in. It says, okay, and you know, so many feet turn right, and then it'll take you on to your destination. Well, imagine you're going um, to your destination and you hit a roadblock or you hit traffic or you make a wrong turn. What does that GPS do? It will reroute you or it'll give you another route, right? So it may take you left when you wanted to turn right, but there's traffic, right? So now you need to turn left. It may take you a little longer to get to your destination, but your destination is in your GPS. And so I broke this down as an acronym, GPS. The G standing for goals. Find out what your goals are. What does that look like for you? Again, digging into your whys and your truth. The P stands for what are some potential barriers or problems? What are some things that could arise based on history or things that you know usually come up when you create goals? S stands for what are the solutions that we're now coming up with, right? So what are some solutions that I could brainstorm or I could think about? Well, if this happens, then here are some things that I can do, right? And so your GPS, it creates your goals. You identify potential problems or barriers as you look into the solutions. So when things come about, if you say, okay, this new year, I intend to do this. Okay, that's your goal. What are some potential challenges? If one of my goals is, again, and this is something that I like to work out because it makes me feel better, mm -hmm. you know? And yes, I'm like, okay, and I, I want to lose a little bit of this. And, you know, I, okay. you know, we got those. Oh. Um, and so I'm like, okay, but what are some problems that usually comes up when I want to go to the gym? For me, it was, I didn't always have the energy. I was dealing with like some vitamin deficiencies and I didn't know it yet. And I was like, I wake up and I'm like, I don't have enough energy, but working out usually gives me energy. Okay, let me find out what's going on with my energy, right? So I found out what was going on with my energy. I needed to take some supplements. Boom, my energy's back, right? But that was a problem. I didn't have enough energy or I got so busy in my schedule. And I don't like using the word busy. I'm like, you know, people ask you, how was your day today? It was very fruitful. I just like to speak those things that be not as I love delicious. the positivity. Yes, I'm like, my day has been very, very fruitful. My friends know that that's her word for busy. I've been very fruitful today, sis. Like, <laughs> you know, um, and so sometimes I get really, really busy again. I, I have a daughter, I have business, I have family and friends, and they think that I am their psychologist and I am not. So that, we have to draw the line. Oh, now the boundaries station, right. And so talk about the, you know, the potential problems. I'm like, okay, so. I know if I got a lot going on and I'm too busy, what can I do? And so for me, I came up with a solution of, okay, I have my, my plan A, my plan B, and my plan C. And I call it my schedule A, B, or C. When I'm on my schedule A, everything's going according to plan. There's no like, oh my gosh, this came up. And so now I'm carving out time. Go to the gym. You created this time to like go to the gym, right? So when I drop my daughter off from school, I don't go anywhere. I go straight to the gym and you're going to spend 30 minutes at the gym, right? So that was a thing that I put in my A schedule. Well, the solution for my A schedule. My B schedule is when I'm getting really busy. I may not have the time. So I found a little mini workout. It's called Fitness Blender. Five minutes. Five minutes. Because again, my goal is to feel good. Mm -hmm. I want the energy. I want to feel good. And I tell my brain, sis, you got five minutes. Right. You'll get on your phone and scroll for five minutes. You have five minutes, but you can just put on this video and do your workout. OK, that's your B schedule. If I'm in the C zone when it's just like 
don't nothing make sense. Then I just go into, I'm going to take three deep breaths. I'm going to stretch my body. And that is what I have given to my body today. I've done something for my body today. I'm going to make sure I drink a lot of water. I stay hydrated. So when I get to my C, I am doing the bare minimum. I make sure I'm hydrated, that I have stretched, that I'm breathing so that I can keep doing what I need to do. But that gives me a sense of control. Because if anything comes about, again, just like that GPS, if I run into any roadblocks, any traffic, take a wrong turn, it's still going to get me to my destination. And so, again, that instills the, you know, that sense of hope that I do have control over my life. Like, life doesn't have control over me. I have control over it. And it helps me wanting to continue to move forward throughout my day. So it really, truly does help when depression tries to set in or anxiety tries to set in. I'm like, nope, I got a plan for this, right? Or I have something in my toolbox and my toolkit. So it's so important to create um those skills and those tools or something that can just help you feel like you, you are in the driver's seat of life. That is absolutely amazing. And just so you know, I will be stealing your GPS because that is bomb. I think that is, is so appropriate, but you're right. We do. We need to have a plan A, B, and C. So I'm so glad that you said that because sometimes if we don't have a plan B, C, D through double Z, if something goes wrong, we're thrown off. We feel like we don't have control and then it takes everything and it doesn't have to. Yeah, when you so. have that GPS, you have control. You know you can still drive and you can still get to your destination. It just may take you a different way, but you're still going to arrive on time. So I love that. So the things that, you know, Dr. Brooks just said brings us to there's hope for your New Year's resolutions if you want to make them when you want to make them on your new day, your new moment, your new week. You don't have to wait for the new year. And so being specific, being realistic, like Dr. Brooks said, what's the whys? Keep on going till you answer the whys of where you are, where you are with your resolutions. Um, things that we can do that won't task you or make it too tiring is mm -hmm. like she said, do things in threes, you know, set them up, make time for your self care. That is imperative every day, all day. Self care is not something we should wait for the new year for. You do that every day. Let's have some self care, being kind to yourself. Negativity is so easy. It comes effortlessly. We need to have positive messages. Find a positive self-affirmation. I have two packets that I give to my clients. For my females, I give what I call my empowered women's packet. For my males, I have my empowered men's packet. And it's just a bunch of positive affirmations. There's mantras, there's chants, there's prayers. And what I will say to them is, you take a dose a day, just like you would take medication for your diabetes or a headache or whatever. Holistic medicine. You take a dose a day. Every day you read a positive affirmation to yourself. That's your dose. And so if you keep that going, if you keep that routine, that's something you're pouring into your mind and your body. And we can whittle away that negativity and we can amp up that positivity till it starts to set in. Like it is just absolutely regular and normal. Getting your sleep, my beauties. Sleeping beauty ain't the only one who needs it. 
We need it. Our sleep is important. Ideally, they say we should get seven to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep. For those of us with kids, in particular our women, I know this is difficult, but let's try to get as much as we can. Our sleep is important. It keeps us in balance. And I know this is going to kill a lot of people, but limiting our screen time on our computers and our phones, particularly before we're going to bed. That phone, social media, computer, it keeps our brains wired. It keeps us going. It keeps us alert. We don't need to be alert before we go to bed. We need to be in a state of relaxation. So trying your prayers, trying meditation, trying sleepy time tea, you know, trying something that brings your body down and says to your body, hey, you're ready for sleep, ready to go to bed now, I'm ready to relax, putting your body in that state. Um, Dr. Brooks, is there anything you would like to add before we go? I love, love, love everything you just said. Um, yeah, an acronym. Got an acronym for that, you know. Let's go. Yeah, the foundational things, like you said, sleeping. I call it C-S-E-E, sleeping, eating, exercising. How are you seeing today? How are you seeing for your week? How are you seeing for your month? Making sure that your basics, because we can't even talk about self-care, mental health, if you're not sleeping, eating, or at least moving your body. You know, that's the gas and the gas tank. So it's very, very important to do those things. And like you said, oh, and I think that that would be a whole nother conversation when you talk about the affirmations, mantras, prayers. That is a form of reconditioning and rewiring ourselves. When you deal with depression, anxiety, um, even suicidal ideations, or even some of the higher, you know, level mental health things, there's a conditioning that takes place, right? And it literally creates whole neural pathways, you know, in our yes. mind. Even with the med, even when the medication comes, that's why they often tell you take medication and, and therapy because therapeutic process helps to rewire, helps to reset, helps to recondition rewrite all of those narratives. And so it's very, very important that, that we start to go through that process of reconditioning. What are some of those negative scripts we've been operating off of? Thought patterns, being able to identify them and then take an affirmation to counter them. So instead of, you know, when that thought comes up and I'm doing it with, I've been doing it with my daughter, gosh, I want to say since she was four, when she was able to say like, oh, there's a thought that just came into my head that I didn't like that's not your truth. You know, that's not your right. voice. Part of, wow, we don't know where it came from, but this is what we say about ourselves or this is what we believe about ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the age of nine, she's able to separate like how she wants to feel, the thought she wants to have versus what she's feeling and what thought is in her head right now. Those are two separate things. Her truth is not related to any other conditioning that may take place based on her experiences or something somebody has said or something she's watched. And so being, you know, good stewards, I would say over, uh, you know, over your mind and your heart, like you said, Dr. Childs, being mindful of what you see, um, what you're hearing, you know, the brain time that you may have, because it's all a conditioning. So making sure that we are, intentionally reconditioning ourselves with, you know, positive affirmations, mantras, and prayers. So what I heard you say is that you're coming back to do another episode. Yes. Yeah, okay. Back. What? That is not even a question. I love this whole vibe. 
Your spirit and soul is so beautiful. It is exactly what we need. Speaking to the people, speaking your truth and giving out that power and that energy. That's what life is better with you here is about. So we appreciate you and we'll definitely, definitely be having you back. Wonderful. That that was amazing. And so my challenge for my people, if you choose to make a New Year's resolution, a new day's resolution, a new week's resolution, my only challenge to you is to make yourself the priority in any resolution you make. Make sure you're number one, two, three, four, and five on your hot 10, okay? And the affirmation that I chose for today is I do my best to accomplish my goals. And remember, regardless of what your mental health journey looks like, life is always better with you here. Thank you. Have a blessed and beautiful day. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been the Life is Better with You Here podcast with Dr. Childs. For more episodes, you can find us on Apple Music, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, and many more. We would also like to give gratitude to our sponsors, the Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation and Global Insight Productions, without whom we wouldn't be able to do this. For more information about our sponsors, please visit ohiospf.org and globalinsightpro.com. And for more information about our guests, use the resources below in the description or on your screen. Don't forget to visit us at our website, withyouhere.org. We look forward to seeing you next week. And if you have any suggestions for future episode topics, send us a message through the link in the description or the message button if you're using the Anchor site. And if you or someone you love is in crisis, please call 988 or text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, to 741-741 for free and confidential support 24-7. And again, thank you.